If you had to pick one team that will dominate Big 12 football moving forward, who would it be? This is Locked On Big 12. You are Locked On Big 12, your daily podcast on the Big 12 Conference, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Happy Tuesday, everybody. Welcome to Locked On Big 12. I'm Drake Toll from ESPN Central Texas. Thanks for making Locked On Big 12 your first listen every single day. Without further ado today, let's get into the Big 12. It's draft. The Big 12's best future brands in football. Houston beats Texas in Austin in overtime. And Brittany Griner is the Big 12's best player ever. All sport? Yes? No? First, though... Let's give you the best of the best moving forward in Big 12 football. Robbie Triano and I put together a video that is on Robbie's channel. Hi, I'm Robbie is the entire video. I'm going to give you a sneak peek, a sneak preview, and I want to get your thoughts. I'm going to draft the team that I think will have the most long-term success in the Big 12 based on how their coach's stability looks, if their coach will still be there next year, and the next year, how the recruiting looks, how the brand looks, the money that's coming in. Who is the Big 12's most sustainable program? Right now, Robbie edited this. It's beautiful. Let's give you a sneak peek behind the scenes look for videos on the Hi, I'm Robbie channel. And what do you think? Who are the best brands? Oof. Let's let's get into this thing. Ladies and gentlemen, what we are doing today is a draft of the expansion Big 12 and who we think will have the most long-term success on the football field. And with me today to break down and make that draft with me is none other than Locked On Big 12's Drake Toll and my good friend Drake. How are we today? Yeah, I came here to chew gum and draft Big 12 teams, and I am all out of Big 12. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm all out of gum. The criteria of why we want to make that pick is totally up to Drake and myself. We each will have our own reasonings after the draft we will post a graphic on social media on twitter at the triano kid we will both be sharing it and you guys will have a chance to vote to pick which one of us will have the best collection of big 12 schools And before we get to the draft, Drake, I want to kind of get a little bit more inside of your mind. What was your process in making your big board? Well, I got a dog about three weeks ago, and so I would just set up two teams with a treat and see which one that it went to, but it ended up picking Cincinnati first overall. So I had to completely reset the process because that didn't feel exactly foolproof. And then I went in and I said, you know what? Who's got a head coach that's been there for a while and will be there long term? That's something that I valued a lot in this and also coupled that with the school's brand. Your endowment, not just when it comes to athletics, but also your endowment as a university and then your athletic revenue as well. Some of these teams, Robbie, are in debt. And as Dave Ramsey would tell us, that's not a good thing. And I factored that into my list as well as previous success and whether or not I think your coach will be there next year. There are some of these schools that are going to fire their coaches. Happens every year at every conference, somebody gets fired. If your coach is getting fired this offseason, you best bet I'm not drafting you. My process was where would I want to go if I were a head coach? And that was one of my biggest ones. If I were a head coach, which school would I want to go to? Based on a lot of things that you said and when it comes to recruitment, the success of the program as a whole. Uh, And also I can tell we both have two completely different approaches when it comes to our mindset of of the draft because I'm classy and you look like whatever you're looking like right now. I came here to get Colorado first overall with my big puffy coat and my futuristic background. As me being a man of class, I'm going to give you two options here. You either get to have the first pick or you can let Destiny decide. Destiny was the name of my girlfriend in seventh grade. And she rocked. So give me Destiny. You get to pick heads or tails. Tails. Hey Siri, heads or tails? 
It's heads this time. Wow. The first overall pick in the Big 12 expansion long... I don't even know if there's... In the Big... What the... First overall pick in the Big 12 expansion draft. I'm going to go with TCU. Uh, and when I look at this board here, uh, I know the shock on your face, um, you being the Baylor guy, that makes a lot of sense. And when I look at this board, I don't see a clear cut like Peyton Manning, Caleb mm. Williams, clear mm. number one overall pick. I see a lot of B pluses, A minuses. I see a lot of really good offensive tackles, see a really some good edge players. But I don't know if I necessarily see like that blue chipper. But TCU, to me, I think has the best chance in the new Big 12 to have the most consistent success because we just saw what they did last year going to a national championship game with not five-star talent that is a really rich recruiting area with tcu in the dallas fort worth area i trust sunny dykes a whole lot i don't know how much more longer he's going to be coaching but even if that job were to pass up i think tcu is a really great spot uh, for any head coach and i think that the investment that the school has been making in athletics has been incredible i'm going with what i can prove to be really good in the new big 12 and that is TCU. You seem to have an objection with Might Should, I say, point. TCU fell to fourth in my draft board when I met Ooh. with others inside of my camp. And the reason they did is because I saw what Baylor did with Dave Aranda. Baylor was a game away in 2021 from effectively being TCU, and the wheels have completely fallen off. I don't have a big enough sample size of success consistently for TCU under Sonny Dykes to say that TCU can be my number one or in my top Three. Uh, I, I mean, I feel like now I, I could have gotten some more value, but I still love my pick. I got my guy. I got my guy. So, Drake, you were on the board with the second overall pick. With the number two pick in the future Big 12 expansion draft, I take the Utah Utes. Crowd goes wild. Everybody's excited. This pick could have gone off the board at number one and was my number one board draft pick prospect and the reason why starts with k and ends in isle whittingham guy's been there a long time he hates his rival he hates his rival so much that he goes to the podium at press conferences and says really weird odd stuff like i don't even know if we're gonna be playing them and coming up because everything changes in college football and i think i think that level of savvy for as long as he's been at utah as long as he's won at utah carries forward guy's got two conference championships that man has two conference championships can you name me another Another head coach in the Big 12 right now with two conference championships. We got appearances. We've got vying. We've got Gundy who's up there. But Kyle Whittingham has two in a row at Utah in the Pac-12. Now again, the Pac-12 is different. They got adjust in the Big 12. But Robbie, they've been there. They've won. They've won consistently. I think Utah. From a brand standpoint, state school, flagship school of said state. I think Kyle's going to be there at least five more years. And for that, Give me the Utes at number two. I don't want to say where I had Utah on my list, but I did have them ninth. I just kind of tipped it. Wow. I, had, I had Utah actually very ah. low on my list because without Kyle Whittingham, I do not know how good they are. And Kyle Whittingham mm. is 64 years old. And yeah. I don't know what his future at Utah is. And also when it comes to recruiting, I don't know where that school is going to be. So they can enter the Big 12 as as one of the best teams. And also, we love the BYU Cougars. Joining us now is one of the newest big-time fan commits. His name is Robbie Triano. He is a Sirius XM Big 12 producer. But again, Robbie, now you're part of BYU fandom. Give me that head. I got the BYU Cougars. Hey! My double digits. Digits 34 to 18. Give me the Cougars. 
So mm-hmm. I feel like it's malpractice to take to take. Uh, is BYU your third overall pick then? No. And when my third overall pick, I'm so happy he's on the board because I think I get the best coach in the entire Big 12. I'm getting Mike Gundy in Oklahoma State yeah. with my third overall pick because yeah. I don't know if there is a more consistent winner in the Big 12 than Mike Gundy. Come after me! I'm a man! I'm 40! He does more with less than any other head coach, maybe in college football. You look at the recruiting and you look at how much money they have in recruiting. Their budget for recruiting based off last year is about half compared to the other worst team in the Big 12. You go to Oklahoma State last year, basically $450,000 is the recruiting budget. That was dead last in the Big 12. Above them, Iowa State with $800,000. So Oklahoma State is doing the most with the least. And if Mike Gundy is only 56 years old, is there for a long period of time. I really like Oklahoma State moving forward, and I think he's built such a good culture and foundation there that if he does decide to retire in five years or so, the next head coach is taking over a wagon, and they will be the premier team in the Big 12 because they have done it consistently with Oklahoma and Texas over the last five years. I'm really happy I got my guy. Give me Mike Gundy and that beautiful, luscious mullet. Had you not taken Mike Gundy at two, I would have gotten him at three with Oklahoma State. They were second on my big board. I love that pick, Robbie. I think I'm going to win this draft, by the way. Um, I think I'm getting the value picks I don't think you are. At number four in the Big 12 expansion draft, give me the Kansas State Wildcats. This is a... You son of a... Kansas State all time has a record below 500. Did you know that they cannot win a championship? Did you know that Kansas State has been ragged on by everybody in the national media as a program that doesn't matter? And they will all be fools. They can win without the Snyder name at Kansas State because Chris Kleiman has proven time and time again now in coaching searches that he is there. He has taken them to a Big 12 championship. He's won the Big 12 championship. Sure, he lost the Sugar Bowl to Alabama, but that guy who coached Alabama doesn't exist anymore. And I get it. I I get it. There's a lot of roster turnover. There was not. There was last year, and they still won. I think Chris Kleiman's going to be there for a long time, and I think he's going to win more conference championships than any other coach in this league in the next 10 years. I can almost guarantee. I will. I'll guarantee that. I got the future on my side. I'm so mad at you because this was the pick I wish I had at number one, but it does not give me the facts to do that because I think Kansas State are my people. Like, they're my people, Drake. You need a layoff. Like, Kansas State is my people. And what's so interesting about Kansas State, it's like when you look at the numbers of endowment and you look at recruiting-wise, they're not even close to the top. Like, when it comes to the money that they have and how, how much success they have with recruiting... But you just trust the culture. You trust the product. You trust Chris Kleiman. Every man a wildcat. I will say, though, if we were to do a ranking of the mascots, I think Willie the Wildcat is by far the worst. He has the worst parts of being a cat, which is just the head. The best part about being a cat is, I don't know, the body where you can jump everywhere. You have this athletic ability. You have four legs. That mascot sucks. That was a hoot and a holler and a half. Uh, Hi, I'm Robbie is the channel to go to to watch the rest of that. I draft out with Robbie all 16 teams in the Big 12 and the new expansion Big 12, and it gets nuts. Do you agree? Do you disagree? Let me know. Some of you probably hate me, and that's okay. We had to do all. Somebody has to be last by virtue of the way that things go. Somebody has to be last. Coming up, Houston Downs, Texas in Austin for a big overtime win. 
They're the Big 12's best basketball team, right? This is Locked On Big 12, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. It is your team, and it is every day. Today's show is brought to you by FanDuel. FanDuel is where I go to make money. And right now, FanDuel is practically giving you money, practically handing out money for free. Super Bowl Sunday is coming up. Happy Super Bowl season to all who celebrate. FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, is helping you celebrate. If you're like me, Super Bowl Sunday is about not just the food and the friends, but also the frenzy that is betting props. FanDuel has so many ways for you to earn the W or two or three. Now you can bet on who will win the Super Bowl and FanDuel also has bets for which player will score a touchdown, how many points will be scored, and so much more. New customers today get $200 in bonus bets for your first bet of $5 hits. If it wins, get $200 in bonus bets. FanDuel.com slash locked on to sign up. FanDuel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sports bookmarker of the NFL. NFL. FanDuel.com forward slash locked on. Houston downs Texas in overtime and proves that it is the best team. Houston is the best team in Big 12 basketball. I know that Kansas is up there. I think Kansas has the best starting five, maybe not just in the Big 12, but in the country. I know that Texas Tech is also from a win percentage standpoint right there, and they could be considered the best team in the Big 12. They have the pieces for it, but when I think about you could say, all right, Texas Tech and Houston are pretty even from a a win percentage standpoint, from a win loss standpoint. They are who has more horses in the stable, who has more dogs out there. It is Houston. The only reason that Houston allowed more than 70 points is because this game went to overtime. When it went to overtime, they were locked down defensively. Houston never ran away with the game against Texas. But it it always felt it didn't always feel like it was Houston was in control. Do you understand if your team has played Houston to this point? You do understand how deadly this Houston defense is. I can we wrap our head around this? Houston is nineteen and two this season. Nineteen and two, maybe not just the number one team in the Big Twelve, the number one team in the country. Now their their preseason non conference, whatever you want to call it, wasn't good. From Stetson to Montana, a win at Xavier has looked better with Sean Miller leading the way over at Xavier. Uh, the the win against Texas A and M has looked fine. The win against Dayton has looked fine in Utah, but they never showed me in non conference that they were going to be legit. And the West Virginia win at home wasn't legit either. Then they lost two in a row. They thought they started one and two in Big Twelve play with losses to uh, Iowa State and TC. You. And then the tear. He only pulled up. Texas Tech, they beat him by 23 points. UCF beat him by 15 points. They won at BYU by seven. They beat Kansas State by 22. And they go to Texas and win in overtime. Texas had not lost in the Moody Center against the top 10 team. Houston goes to Kansas on Saturday. Obviously, that's the marquee. Obviously, it's when we find out how legitimate Houston actually is. But for right now, Houston is stupid good. And everybody else in the conference should be scared of them. I don't. I don't know if Houston is going to lose a home game this season in the conference where home teams are still not safe. Houston, the rest of the way, Kansas on the road. That might be a loss. It's probably a loss. Then they get Oklahoma State at home, Cincinnati, Texas, Iowa State at home. In in, in all likelihood, they win three out of four. I can almost guarantee they win three out of four and they very do. They, they likely very do win four out of four in those games before they go on the road against Baylor. Then come back home against Cincinnati. Houston has become a juggernaut in this conference under Kelvin Sampson and shown that the adjustment, the adjustment in college basketball amongst conferences is not that dramatic. And that they, the, the AAC, 
isn't a powerhouse in college basketball. The Houston success to me doesn't give any homage to the AAC. It doesn't mean the American Conference is any better than people are calling it in basketball. What it means is that Houston itself is. Houston itself is a program that is next level and elite already. Blue Blood, no, despite the success with Hakeem, the Dream, Olajuwon, and those guys. Who is the guy that... Yeah. Despite all that, Houston, to me, has proven that it is... And it's not just the defense. Because you'll remember, I said a couple of weeks ago that Houston needed to be better. Houston needed to be better from the standpoint off of offense. And that hasn't been an issue. That's the problem, is that Kelvin Sampson is developing this team to become better and better over the course of the basketball season. And to me, if you had to ask me to pick today, who's the Big 12 champion, it's Houston. I mean, love my double digits against Texas. And 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 as much as I've told you that Texas won't make the tournament, and they might still not make the tournament three and five in Big 12 play, 14 and seven overall. Their trajectory is not great for the Longhorns right now. They are still good at home. And that has preceded them. They still beat top 25 teams at home. They've now lost four out of six. They have lost two in a row. They go to TCU on Saturday. They're going to lose that one. Iowa State at home. They likely lose that one. Texas is in a world of trouble. And I don't know if they make March Madness. But for Houston to go against a a team in Texas that is always up there, that's always consistent in the regular season at the very least, and win on the road in overtime. They've done it in every way. They've won blowouts, and then when they blow out a bunch of teams in a row, you think, oh, well, then they can't play in close games, and they don't know how to play in close games. And then they don't just manufacture a win. They go and get a win in overtime where they dominated the overtime period. They go get a win in overtime where they weren't the team that was out shooting the Longhorns in free throws in their building, where they weren't the team that was getting those lucky calls or or a couple of... I thought the game was so well officiated. This is the one time where I thought, huh, finally in an overtime game, officials in the last seven minutes, overtime included, didn't ruin really good basketball. And from LJ Cryer on, I, I, to Jamal Shedd, this team is not just fun to watch. They are in the conversation for a national championship. And now Kelvin Sampson's been there before. How do you balance that? I don't know. Can they actually do it this year? I don't know. What needs to be fixed? I don't know. They have rebounded Texas 47 to 36. Houston, in a lot of ways, bullied Texas in this game. Only five steals is not great. Six blocks is. Houston only turned the ball over 10 times. Only fouled 20 times, which in the Big 12 is a miracle, by the way. With these officials is a miracle. Eight for 24 from three, still one. 41% from the field, still one. On the road. Calvin Sampson's team is good. I think your team's probably good. You're probably an Iowa State fan, a Kansas State fan listening. I think your team's still good. But man, Houston just looks a, like next level right now, especially at home. And this wasn't even a home game. It worries me for everybody else. It does. Houston could win the regular season Big 12 title in their first year in Big 12 play. And I don't think that would be embarrassing for everybody else because Houston is a legitimate basketball program, but it wouldn't be very fun for everybody else, right? Yeah. Coming up, is Brittany Griner the best player in Big 12 history? 
Who would you say it is? Before we even do, who would you say? This is Locked On Big 12, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. It is your team. And guess what? It is every day. Today's show is brought to you by Jace Medical. Jace Case is where I go to stay healthy. There is a shortage right now across the country of antibiotics, and Jace Medical is here to help you. I know you're here for the sports, the escape of sports, but according to the FDA, pharmacies are running out of antibiotics like amoxicillin right in the middle of the worst flu season in over a decade. This is it is scary. I can't imagine the feeling of, of, of helplessness if I get sick and don't have antibiotics. Thankfully, Jace Case. Jace Case is a pack of five different antibiotics to treat a long list of bacterial illnesses, including UTIs, respiratory infections, sinusitis, skin infections, among others. This stuff could happen to any of us. Visit jacemedical.com, complete the physician encounter. It'll be reviewed by a board certified physician, and your medications will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. Save money, help possibly save your life. It is never more important to be prepared than it is today at jacemedical.com. Use code locked on to get $20 off your order. Jace medical j-a-s-e medical.com get $20 off your order go check them out at jace case today who is the best big 12 athlete of all time i think it might be Brittany griner who will now have her jersey retired at baylor and be enshrined first and foremost i want you to name i want you to name your all-time best big 12 athlete you could go with a jocelyn allo oklahoma softball you could go cat osterman texas softball it could be a softball player you could go kyler murray oklahoma football frank mason the third all of these have won big 12 athlete of the year bryce petty the baylor quarterback or a colin klein or an rg3 or Sam Bradford, or or you could go a Nick Collison, Kansas basketball player. Josh Heupel was Big 12 Athlete of the Year. There are so many options. Ricky Williams could be your Big 12 Athlete of the Year here. Vince Young. But I think maybe the most dominant athlete in college sports history. We could consider this in college. I to me, like Cam Newton, when I think back to to watching football, when I in in my life that I watched football, I always thought Cam Newton was the cream of the crop. He was the guy you watch him play on Saturdays and you thought he is in a league of his own. Nobody else belongs on the field with Cam Newton. That's how I felt watching Brittany Griner. Now look, I did go to Baylor, but I didn't go to Baylor during the Brittany Griner time. And I have no affiliation with like I, I have no, oh, I have to tie myself to Brittany Griner. I have to tie myself to Baylor. I just remember thinking, oh, wow, she's not only the best athlete in Baylor history. That is the case. She might be the best athlete in the conference's history because nobody in the country could stop her. She was an absolutely dominant force and maybe a top five all time college athlete. That's true. And you know what's sad? I'm not going to beat around the bush here. I don't, feel, I don't feel the need to. I feel like you and I have built enough rapport, especially for those that come back every day. You and I have built enough rapport that you probably know me. You know that I do support Baylor. And honestly, I support the idea that they retire Brittany Griner's jersey. It is frustrating that I go in on a Baylor graphic when they post that and all the comments are, oh, you're supporting a loser or, oh, you're, you're retiring the jersey of, of, a, of a crook, of a criminal, of somebody who broke the law. As if this... One is if this has 
anything to do with her basketball playing days. When we talk about drug use, we talk about breaking the law, and that's something that becomes such a a, a weird deal. Like we, when we talk about a uh, a Barry Bonds, right, or we talk about uh, a McGuire, or we talk about a Pete Rose, which has nothing. You know, we talk about scandals in in sports and the greatest scandals in sports and where athletes rank among scandals. And usually the way those conversations go are that old guy in the bar is like, yeah, I still think I should let him in the Hall of Fame. But, you know, Brittany Griner does a thing that sure was illegal. I don't have all the details and you probably don't have all the details. And I don't think that takes away from what she did in the Big 12, and what she did at Baylor in 20. And I don't think that necessarily gives you the like, I don't know if anybody's looking for your opinion to say that this is stupid or bad or that Baylor's in the wrong here. That That's kind of my first thought is what an honor that Baylor's retiring Brittany Griner's jersey. And my first thought was, yeah, they, they should retire her jersey. She may be the best Big 12 athlete ever. And then some people are out there responding with snarky comments that they wouldn't use about other athletes who have been in mm, at least vaguely similar situations. And I'm not going to compare. I'm not going to compare scandals. I'm not going to compare uh, drug use. I'm not going to compare criminal activity, whatever it was. I don't know. And quite frankly, I don't think I care. I have. Can I be honest? I have too little time in my day to post on Facebook or Twitter that I'm upset about whatever happened with Brittany Griner in Russia. If that is something that you are so fervently passionate about that you have to post about it on Twitter or Facebook at the comment that her jersey is being retired, what are you doing? How are you spending your time? How do you value your time? Here is someone who is a legendary college athlete. And what are we celebrating? Their legendary status as a college athlete. Is it that complex? Is it that complex of an issue here? I and and this is me. Like I, I can I, I again. I built a rapport. I feel like I feel like you and I know each other. If you've listened every day, you know me now. I have opinions on Brittany Griner. I have opinions on what she did. I have opinions on how it was treated. I'm a human being. Of course, I have opinions. I have opinions on how Nikki Collin, the current Baylor coach, handled it. How Kim Mulkey, the current LSU coach, handled it. I have opinions. I'm not even going to use those. I'm not even going to use what I feel about the situation to tell you that has nothing to do with what's happening right now. It has nothing to do with her enshrinement at Baylor, with her jersey being retired. She is the greatest athlete in that school's history. Thus, the school retires the jersey. That's what we do. Welcome to college sports. I don't care if you agree with what she did, or you agree with the US, or you agree with Russia, or any of that. I don't know the details, and I don't care about the details. I wasn't there. THC cartridge or something like that? You probably don't know the details, Mr. Twitter commenter who needs to make a snarky comment. I don't know. She's being honored for being one of the greatest to ever do it in college athletics, in the Big 12, and at Baylor. I love it. I think that's great. Because she was. She deserves that. For what she gave to the Big 12. For what she gave to the university, she deserves that. Yeah. And if you think differently, use your time better. Like, have a better use for your time. Like, touch grass. Kiss your spouse. Find a spouse. Do something that's not typing on your little phone about Brittany Griner on a graphic about her being her jersey being retired. Does that help you? Does it make you feel better about your life? Do you feel fulfilled now? Yeah. Like, seriously? Does that does it make your marriage better? Like your kids? Like, do they love you more? 
Because your cynical stance about a player's jersey being retired? Does that make sense? It's, it's, it's the stupidest thing in the world. Just like grow up a little bit. This has been, but always will be. Come back tomorrow. We'll talk some more football. Locks on and basketball. Thanks for making it your first listen every single day. Dose grande.